Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. We got a question last year about project timelines when working with clients, and I feel like we should finally answer this one, Krista. (laughs) So it went something like this. So they basically wanted to know how to create a web design package with specific timelines and how they can follow those timelines so they know that if they're on schedule with their client and then what dates they can give potential clients when they're trying to get booked out. And I am not going to lie to you guys or you, Krista. This is definitely something that took me the longest to nail down in my business because I spent so much time letting my clients dictate the timeline of our projects. Oh my gosh, yes. And... I know if you're saying, oh my gosh, yes, that you know (laughs) this leads to so much frustration on our end, like during the project, and then confusion when you're trying to book your next clients. So yeah, today I really wanted to just dive right in and talk about how you can create your own project timeline with your clients so that you are in control of how the project moves along. This is such an important topic, and it's something I have struggled with, as you know, and I I can still let myself be bad at it. It's to the point now where I know what my timelines should be, but sometimes I'm like, ah, we'll just do this one, I'll just squeeze this one in here, and I regret it every single time, and I know I'm going to when it's happening, but it's just one of those things that I don't have the discipline for quite yet, but I'm excited to talk talk through this with you today and see kind of what strategies you use and hopefully we'll be able to help a lot of people who are struggling with this. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's so easy to want to kind of bend to the client. And of course, that's where I came from with letting my client kind of control the timeline. Because it's like, I can't force them to be available to me in two weeks to give me feedback on something. But really, they're paying me, you know, $1,800 1800 or $2,000 or whatever, you know, my prices are. So they should be available, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. They are going to want to be available to give feedback and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm excited that we are kind of getting into this a little more. So the very first thing that I wanted to cover before I, like, get into how you can create your project timelines would just be the importance of you being in control of your projects. Now, Mm -hmm. Krista, you just led a really awesome episode on this, which was 58, in case you guys haven't listened to it yet. But I wanted to just touch base on it again, because it is so important that you are the one, you are the professional that you are in control. 
-hmm. So first step, you being in control really reminds your client that, hello, like I said, you are the professional, which is going to lead them to trust you and your design decisions throughout the project a lot more. So you do not want a client who doesn't respect your expertise and your experience and establishing that professionalism is definitely going to make them just respect you, trust you, and overall it's going to lead you to have better projects. Yeah, I just want to mention what you said about the um, reminding them that you're the professional will lead them to trust your design decisions, which means that they don't think they're in control and need to come back with, you know, and try to direct the project themselves, which is a big piece of why a lot of projects get off the timeline. So I think that specific, you know, little pre-tip there is really important for what we're going to keep talking, what we're going to be talking about with keeping projects on track is not letting your clients think they're in control of this project. Yeah, I definitely agree. They're not going to come back with 15 pages of revisions for what you just sent over to them, you know, for your web design or even branding or any other kind of design projects that you have going on. They're going to trust that you know what you're doing, and even though they may ask for some changes, it might not be as many as you've gotten (laughs) in the past. So... The next thing is that it's less likely that your clients are just going to take advantage of you either during or after the project. And you talked about this and I think we were like all over this point because (laughs) we have been there where clients have tried to, you know, creep in some extra things and not pay for it either during the project or come back a month later and be like, hey, you forgot to do this thing when really it wasn't even part of the project. So clients who do want things that weren't originally part of the project will be less likely to ask for them for free or ask you to do them for less than what you are telling them you are going to charge. (laughs) And this just goes back to them respecting and trusting you. If you are in control of the project, they are going to be okay with paying and they're going to understand that, you know, certain things may lengthen your timeline or um, some things may even blow out your timeline altogether, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this one is another huge one. And I feel like we went over this a lot and maybe it was 58 still where we got all ranty about different things, but you know, them knowing your limitations is, is so important. And I think it's important for you too, because you're going to feel more confident telling a client like, okay, no, this was not included. Things like that. If you know what these limitations are and you are never letting clients take advantage of you in this way. Well, and not only that, but being confident to tell your client this is going to affect your timeline. So if you want to add this, I'm okay with it. Sometimes, I know for me, sometimes I'm like, I don't mind doing that because it'll it'll take me like five minutes. (laughs) So I don't mind doing it for free. But it's like that thing of telling them, okay, it may only take five minutes, but this is a whole lot of extra stuff that I have to do that's taking away from what I should be working on to make sure that we're gonna hit your deadline. So it's also just feeling confident in terms of, you know, being honest about what's going on with the project. And that kind of just leads me into my next point of feeling confident yourself during the project. Mm 
So this is a huge one. When you are in control, you're so much more confident in what you're creating and how you're managing the project, you know, just how things are moving along. So that's another reason why it's so important to like be the boss (laughs) and stay in control of your projects. Yeah, and your clients can tell when you are or are not feeling confident as well. And if you're not feeling confident, it's kind of like a shark that smells blood or whatever. Do they smell? Whatever. It's like they know (laughs) that they can pounce and get what they want. So feeling that confidence is huge. Yeah, I definitely agree. And you're right. It is so easy for... I feel like it's easy for anyone to tell if you're not confident in yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? If you're even watching, like, an Instagram live or an Instagram story, you can tell the people who are more comfortable and confident in what they're presenting to you and how they're presenting it versus someone who is, I don't know, like, super timid and maybe, like... I don't really want to be here, but hi. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So the last thing that I just wanted to talk about here really quickly in terms of why it's important for you to be in control of your projects is just that it's going to be so much easier to keep those projects on track. And we Mm -hmm. actually had another um, question that I did not include in this episode But they were wondering about how to deal with bottlenecks, you know, during projects when clients aren't getting their feedback or their content or little things like that to you. And this one relates to the what like what I'm talking about in our episode specifically. When you are in control of the project, you can put your foot down. So you are establishing the deadlines. And not only that, but you're saying if you do not miss or if you do not make this deadline, here are the consequences. And when your client knows that there's going to be consequences like a delayed fee or something like that, then they are going to be much more likely to keep the project moving along. Yeah, exactly. When you're still trying to get your design business off the ground, it can be hard to nail down exactly what your process with clients should be. You may be scratching your head trying to figure out what steps to take after a potential client has agreed to work with you. Been there, done that. You think everyone has it figured out and you're convinced they're all just keeping it a secret, especially from you. Well, no more. I'm breaking down the barrier and sharing with you my exact Asana workflows for branding and web design projects. Yep, this includes every step that I take with my own design clients. You can use them for yourself or tweak the workflows to make them work better for you. Even better, all you have to do is copy and paste the task list straight into Asana and everything will be organized right from the start. To get my Asana workflows and check out my other products for designers, head to getbacktodesign.co slash shop and be sure to enter the code podcast for 15% off your entire purchase. So now let's kind of switch gears and talk about how you can actually figure out your project timelines. So going back to the question that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, um, the person who asked this wanted to know about creating web design packages. And I'm guessing most of you want to know about just packages in general with specific timelines. So we are going to spend the rest of this episode talking about how you can figure that out. So 
if you kind of already know what your schedule looks like with your projects, this might not be that helpful to you. But to anyone else who is like, I just fly by the seat of my pants, (laughs) um, turn it up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So like I mentioned before, I used to let clients rule the timeline of the project because I thought, like I said, I couldn't possibly make them be available, you know, at this point on this date to give me feedback. And even when I was trying, I didn't have that confidence in myself. So it's like I would ask for it, but I would generally expect it like one to two days later. Mm -hmm. So this also led me to um, just kind of having my projects be lengthened because I felt like, well, if I am going to end up getting feedback, you know, three days later, then I'm going to add a little extra time to how long I have to work on things. And, you know, it just created a hot mess. This is definitely not the way to do it. Um, It just caused so much confusion I can tell you for sure, even when I could have been booking myself out. So I think I've talked about this in a previous episode. But in the fall of 2014, I was getting tons of inquiries. I was doing something very, very right. And everyone (laughs) wanted to work with me, apparently. And I could have been booking myself out for 2015, but... I was, like I said, letting the clients roll the timeline. So I never knew when my next start date would be because I never knew when a project would finish. Mm -hmm. So this led me to having probably, I think, at least eight projects at once. It might have been 10. Yeah. And granted, some of them were like a variety. It wasn't all branding and web design, but a lot of them were. And that was so friggin' stressful. That is why you you want to be in control and set these timelines. Mm-hmm. Because I missed out on a huge chance of starting to book myself out even into 2015. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I could have been booked well in advance in 2015. Mm-hmm. But I had no clue what I was doing. So how can you avoid this, basically, is what you're probably <laughs> wondering. Well, the first thing that you want to do is to start tracking your time during your projects. So any projects that you currently have on your plate, open up a time tracker or the um, little thing on your phone and just start keeping track of how long it takes you to complete different phases. So this is perfect and absolutely necessary if you have no clue how long it takes you to complete different parts of your process. A good example of this is just if you don't know if it takes you, you know, two weeks to research and pull together the design for a homepage for your web design project, then you don't know that your web design projects will take at least two weeks, right? So that's why it's so important to kind of get in there and start being aware of how long it's taking you to do these different things. Now, you want to track your time and just the general length of your part of the project. And Krista, I know that you did some time tracking last year on your project. So I'm curious if you want to talk about how that helped you in the long run. Yeah, for me, doing that was a really huge wake-up call for a couple of reasons. 
Um, I started doing this because, I guess I don't remember why, I think I want to just kind of find out if I was being profitable or whatever, which, oh lord, I was not. I more than doubled <laughs> my prices after t- tracking my time on a project because I was charging $800 for custom website development and then learned that it was taking me 70 hours to do that. And if you do the math, that hourly rate is very, very sad. Yeah. Um, so that was one thing. But as far as the projects overall... Um, I added, you know, besides adding to my price, I added at least one week to every one of my packages to allow breathing room for myself and my clients because I was putting in crazy hours uh, while I was doing these packages, working weekends to kind of shove it all together, expecting my clients to respond with one day turnaround. Um, And that was causing a lot of problems and a lot of tension because... I was putting a lot of pressure on the client, which they felt, and then I was getting frustrated with them when they weren't delivering well. And when I wasn't like focused on fixing this issue, I just didn't. And I just let it keep sliding where when I tracked my time, that was kind of a wake up call. Um, One more thing that it helped was realizing that I need to allow myself more time for certain things. So I actually realized I needed to allow myself more time for everything, but installation specifically, I always just kind of threw installations into my schedule on some random day that we were supposed to do it. But it could take me up to four hours, you know, depending on how it went to do that installation. So I need to basically schedule myself at least half a day if I'm being smarter, which I try to be now. I just, that's kind of the only important thing on my calendar for a full day. And I wouldn't have known those things if I wouldn't have been tracking my time. So it was definitely huge. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And definitely installations are where I've gotten Mm -hmm. um, kicked in the pants before, too, on how long it takes. Because it's like you said, you just kind of throw them in. You're like, this is going to be easy. Everything is going to (laughs) align this day. And no, it never does. No, not at all. So just knowing the general length of your part of the project is going to give you a starting point. So Mm -hmm. that may not tell you how long the whole entire project is going to take, but you're going to know, okay, I at least need this many weeks for this project or this many months. And then you can kind of start building from there, which leads me to my next point. After you know how long it takes you to complete your part of the project, so think your design of the logos, your design of the website, you know, little things like that. Then you want to take a look at how much time you want to give your client to give you feedback and then for you to complete any necessary revisions. So this is exactly what you were talking about, Krista. And I can totally relate on wanting... um, like giving them quick turnaround times to provide you feedback. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about that in a second. But this is super tricky just to figure out the amount of time you want to include for these two things just because you don't want to give them too much time to provide you feedback and you don't want your allotted time to revisions to end what like way sooner than you needed it to and then you're in a time crunch with the project. So on the feedback part first, start with what you're comfortable with them having. So I say, ask yourself this question. In an ideal world, how fast do I want my clients to get back to me with their feedback? (laughs) The kicker here is that you have to make sure it's realistic. So you 
can't expect them to get back to you within like 20 minutes. Now, some clients are so excited about their project that they do, and that's really awesome because you can keep moving right along if that's the case. But most of our clients do not get back to us that fast. However, at the same time, they definitely don't need a week to get back to you on the feedback. So make sure that you're keeping in mind who you're working with, so your target market. Um, A good example of this that just came to mind is if you're working with stay-at-home moms, like they obviously don't have the same amount of time as someone who doesn't have kids, you know, to get on their computer and look at things and then give you feedback. So that's just something little to keep in mind. Now, as far as revisions, This is where, again, it's really important to know how long it takes you to complete certain things. Um, Even though you can't know what types of changes or how many there will be, you still want to have a general idea of how fast you can work and get things done. Um, At the end of the day, though, I say it's okay to schedule an extra day or two for revisions if you think you may need them. Um, Worst case scenario, your project gets done a little bit faster, (laughs) which is not actually a terrible thing. (laughs) Yeah, I would say definitely err on the side of allowing yourself and your client too much time. Like I found for myself, I give my clients uh, two days to give me feedback for their first round of revisions and one day for a sec- for the second round. And then I give myself one day to do the revisions and send them back, which is usually plenty. But every once in a while, it's not. So how much better would it be if I just added an extra day and then that freedom is there and it gives everyone else a little more breathing room? Like part of me that like makes me a little anxious because okay now my projects are going to look like they take even longer but just think like that how much like little wiggle room do you want to provide for yourself and your clients when you're making these timelines you can always tighten things up if you really realize you've scheduled yourself too much time uh, but it's better to uh, make errors that way than the other way Yeah, and that leads me to my next point, which is just if you're getting ready to send your very first project timeline, do not be afraid to lengthen it by a week or two. Like, well, I'm not just talking days here. I'm saying a week or two because this is going to give you extra room to make sure that you can actually get the project done in that amount of time, Um, especially with your client's time, you know, their schedule and that kind of thing involved as well. And like I said, if nothing else, then your project may wrap up a little sooner than you had expected. And your client is not going to be mad about that. They're going to be excited that things are done earlier and they can launch earlier. Mm -hmm, Totally. Something else that I know, um, Krista, you normally freak out about that I want (laughs) to mention here is... If you finish your project like early and you had those two extra weeks in there, then you're like, okay, well, what do I do now? Because your next project isn't supposed to start for a week or two. This would be a really great time to do some work for your business. So I know a lot of people, yeah, woe (laughs) is right. (laughs) I actually just had a call as I'm recording this with um, a fellow designer 
last week, I think. And we were talking about how to find that time to get stuff done for your business. And it's like you just kind of have to make the time for it. But this is a good way to kind of squeeze things in. And if nothing else, then you can just email your next client and be like, hey, I am ready if you are to get started. That's not always going to work. Most of the time they may email you back and be like, I'm still waiting for this from this other person I hired and I'm just not ready yet. But you can always try to do that as well if you have like that week or two of free time where you're just freaking out like, I don't know what to do next. (laughs) Yep. Um, And also I wanted to mention before we wrap up this episode that... Um, I know a lot of people are really curious about just keeping their projects on track while they're actually working through it. So make sure you check out episode 17 where we talk way more in depth about that. Just to give you a super quick overview, it's all about setting expectations at the very beginning of the project, utilizing a project management app, and following up when you need to. So to recap this episode, creating a project timeline that you can present to your clients can seem so overwhelming at first, especially when you aren't taking control of your projects or you just have no idea how long they take to complete. However, when you are ready to start booking in advance, you have to have project timelines so you know when your next start date is and you can actually start booking yourself out. Figuring out what your project timeline should look like with clients is really as simple as just knowing how long it takes you to complete the project, how long you want to give your clients to just provide feedback for you, and then any extra padding you want to add in for emergencies or just-in-case things. Now, your action steps for this episode would be to start tracking how long your different projects take you to work through, and then create a loose project timeline that you can follow with your next project. And then last, just remember to set boundaries with your clients. So go back and listen to episodes 17, 34, and 58 if you are struggling with this. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design. Oh, 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 oh,